What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Kate Chopin, Her Letters. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Her Letters, Kate Chopin. She had given orders that she wished to remain undisturbed, and moreover had locked the doors of her room. The house was very still. The rain was falling steadily from a laden sky in which there was no gleam, no rift, no promise. A generous wood fire had been lighted in the ample fireplace, and it brightened and illumined the luxurious apartment to its furthermost corners. From some remote nook of her writing desk, Thoma took a thick bundle of letters, bound tightly together with strong, coarse twine, and placed it upon the table in the center of the room. For weeks she had been schooling herself for what she was about to do. There was a strong deliberation in the lines of her long, thin, sensitive face. Her hands, too, were long and delicate and blue-veined. With a pair of scissors, she snapped the cord binding the letters together. Thus released, the ones which were topmost slid down to the table, and she, with a quick movement, thrust her fingers among them, scattering and turning them over till they quite covered the broad surface of the table. Before her were envelopes of various sizes and shapes, all of them addressed in the handwriting of one man and one woman. He had sent her letters all back to her one day, when, sick with dread of possibilities, she had asked to have them returned. She had meant then to destroy them all, his and her own. That was four years ago, and she had been feeding upon them ever since. They had sustained her, she believed, and kept her spirit from perishing utterly. Now the day had come when the premonition of danger could no longer remain unheeded. She knew that before many months were passed she would have to part from her treasure, leaving it unguarded. She shrank from inflicting the pain, the anguish which the discovery of these letters would bring to others, to one above all who was near to her, and whose tenderness and years of devotion had made him in a manner dear to her. She calmly selected a letter at random from the pile and cast it into the roaring fire. A second one followed almost as calmly. With the third, her hand began to tremble, when in a sudden paroxysm she cast a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth into the flames in breathless succession. 
Then she stopped and began to pant, for she was far from strong, and she stayed staring into the fire with pained and savage eyes. Oh, what had she done? What had she not done? With feverish apprehension, she began to search among the letters before her. Which of them had she so ruthlessly, so cruelly put out of her existence? Heaven grant not the first, that very first one written before they had learned or dared to say to each other, I love you. No, no, there it was, safe enough. She laughed with pleasure and held it to her lips. Well, what if that other most precious and most imprudent one was missing, in which every word of untempered passion had long ago eaten its way into her brain and which stirred her still today as it had done a hundred times before when she thought of it she crushed it between her palms when she found it she kissed it again and again with her sharp white teeth she tore the far corner from the letter where the name was written she bit the torn scrap and tasted it between her lips and upon her tongue like some god-given morsel what unbounded thankfulness she felt at not having destroyed them all. How desolate and empty would have been her remaining days without them, with only her thoughts, elusive thoughts that she could not hold in her hands and press as she did these to her cheeks and her heart. This man had changed the water in her veins to wine, whose taste had brought delirium to both of them. It was all one and past now, save for these letters that she held encircled in her arms. She stayed breathing softly and contentedly, and with the hectic cheek resting upon them. She was thinking, thinking of a way to keep them without possible ultimate injury to that other one whom they would stab more cruelly than keen knife blades. At last she felt the way. It was a way that frightened and bewildered her to think of at first, but she'd reached it by deduction too sure to admit of doubt. She meant, of course, to destroy them herself before the end came. But how does the end come, and when? Who can tell? She would guard again the possibility of accident by leaving them in charge of the very one who, above all, should be spared a knowledge of their contents. She roused herself from the stupor of thought and gathered the scattered letters once more together, binding them again with a tough twine. She wrapped the compact bundle on a tight sheet of white polished paper. Then she wrote in ink upon the back of it in large, firm characters. I leave this package to the care of my husband. With perfect faith in his loyalty and his love, I ask him to destroy it unopened. It was not sealed. Only a bit of string held the wrapper, which she could remove and replace at will whenever the humor came to her to pass an hour in some intoxicating dream of the days when she felt she had lived. If he had come upon that bundle of letters in the first flush of his poignant sorrow, there would not have been an instant's hesitancy. To destroy it promptly and without question would have seemed a welcome expression of devotion, a way of reaching her, of crying out his love to her, while the world was still filled with the illusion of her presence. But months had passed since that spring day when they had found her stretched upon the floor, clutching the key of a writing desk, which she appeared to have been attempting to reach when death overtook her. 
day was much like that day a year ago when the leaves were falling and the rain pouring steadily from the leaden sky which held no gleam, no promise. He had happened accidentally upon the package in that remote nook of her desk. Just as she herself had done a year ago, he carried it to the table and laid it down there staring with puzzled eyes at the message which confronted him. I leave this package to the care of my husband. With perfect faith in his loyalty and his love, I ask him to destroy it unopened. She had made no mistake. Every line of his face, no longer young, spoke loyalty and honesty, and his eyes were as faithful as a dog's and his loving. He was a tall, powerful man, standing there in the firelight with shoulders that stooped a little and hair that was growing somewhat thin and gray and a face that was distinguished and must have been handsome when he smiled. But he was slow. Destroy it unopened, he reread, half aloud. But why unopened? He took the package again in his hands and turning it about and feeling it discovered that it was composed of many letters tightly packed together. So here were her letters which was as she was asking him to destroy and open. She had never seemed in her lifetime to have had a secret from him. He knew her to have been cold and passionless, but true and watchful of his comfort and his happiness. Might he not be holding in his hands the secret of some other one which had been confided to her and which she had promised to guard? But no, she would have indicated the fact by some additional line or word. The secret was her own, something contained in these letters, and she wanted it to die with her. If he could have thought of her as on some distant, shadowy shore waiting for him throughout the years with outstretched hands to come and join her again, he would not have hesitated. With hopeful confidence, he would have thought, in that blessed meeting time, soul, soul, she would tell me all. Till then I can wait and trust. But he could not think of her in any far-off paradise awaiting him. He felt that there was no smallest part of her anywhere in the universe more than there had been before she was born into the world. But she had embodied herself with terrible significance and an intangible wish. Uttered when life still coursed through her veins, knowing that would reach him when the annihilation of death was between them, but uttered with all confidence in its power and potency. He was moved by the splendid daring, the magnificence of the act, which at the same time exalted him and lifted him above the head of common mortals. What secret save one could a woman choose to have die with her? As quickly as the suggestion came to his mind, so swiftly did the man instinct of Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.